McFarlane, yeah, McFarlane Energy. That's what we got going on. That's the good stuff. McFarlane Energy, thank you for powering the Bradfoe Show once again. This is, of course, an instant reaction Bradfoe Show. Where do you begin? I don't know. Where do you begin? I guess where you begin by saying the Red Sox are all alone in last place in the American League East. They haven't been all alone in last place in the American League East on May 7th. Since 2012, since the Bobby Valentine experience, yes, they were all alone and they weren't this bad. They weren't this bad record wise, anyway. They shared last place, by the way, uh, in 2015, but once again, shared last place. They are all alone after losing 4 2 to the White Sox. Their record now stands at 10 and 17. To give you a little bit of perspective of what 10 and 17 on May 7 looks like, well, go back to 2020. In 2020, you remember that disaster. It was 27 games in. They were one game uh, in behind what they are now. So they had won one less game. They had won nine games. But basically, on that 27th game, Heim Bloom threw up the white flag and said, season's over, we're moving on, and we're trading Brandon Workman, Heath Hembry for Nick Pavetta and Connor Seabold. And obviously... That's a different scenario, different season, because it was a two-month season and uh, trade deadline was coming up. They had to make decisions, and they decided the season was over, so they started being sellers. But to give you an idea of how that felt, remember how that felt, uh, it felt like the season was over pretty quick. It felt like you got off this terrible start and that it was just a bad team. Well, again, you're 10-17. and 17. You're one game better than that. 2020 season so there are problems there are obviously problems and everyone keeps saying well it's early it's early it's early well the problem is is that yeah it's early but you're running into the same sort of problems now last night or against the White Sox the series opener which by the way they are now one game away one loss to Chicago in the next two days away from losing their sixth straight series the Red Sox in the series opener, went one for seven in, with runners in scoring position. All right. The, in that, such scenarios, they are 25th in batting average, 26 in OPS. But get this with two outs and runners in scoring position, they are second to last at 126. Get the, the, the Reds, the three win Reds are hitting 333 with two outs and runners in scoring position. So I don't know. Maybe that means that the stat doesn't mean much. But it sure feels like it means something. This Red Sox team, they aren't terrible, but they aren't good enough. And before the game, Alex Cora talked about, hey, you know, we should get a mulligan going against Shohei Itani. A little uncomfortable, i got to be honest with you. Because, yeah, Otani was good, but it was like Otani isn't good, like, all the time. Yeah, he's a good pitcher, and he had a good game. But you have to, with this lineup, and Zinner Bogarts mentioned this, you know, he says, you know, it's hard to believe that they are got this record with this lineup. And it is. I mean, you come into this year, you fully expect that the lineup is going to be a part of the a strength of a good team. And it just simply hasn't been. You know, Trevor Story, you know, again, four strikeouts, Sure, you know, you get on base this time around, still not the guy they expected. Had a tough check swing. He did not go around with runners on first and third, a big moment in the game. Uh, that was tough for him, but he has to get going. 
You know, you cross the board. You, you, you can go down all the list of guys. You can all of them, all of them. I mean, you have to. It, it for whatever reason, it's not working now. One ray of optimism, one ray of sunshine might be Jaron Duran. He's an intriguing guy. You put him at the top of the order, obviously hitting 397 when he was with Worcester before he got recalled, hitting at the again at the top of the order. He actually had seven stolen bases in Worcester, and that equals the amount of steal attempts for this Red Sox team. And you saw him fly around the bases on that triple it sort of give you a glimpse of what we've been expecting from Jaron Duran. We expected last year from Jaron Duran, and he never gave. And he said, you know, now he's going to play with his hair on fire, a completely different player, you know, isn't trying to hit home runs. Great. I mean, it, 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 it could be part of the solution, certainly. I mean, it certainly looked that way in his debut Friday night. But, but that's not going to solve the problem. The Red Sox now, they gave up four runs or more. And again, four runs, four runs shouldn't be a ton. You should be able to overcome four runs every once in a while. They gave up four runs or more now for a 13th time. So they are 1-12 in in those games. 1-12 in in those games that they gave up four more runs. Conversely, the Yankees... They've given up four more runs eight times, and they're five and three. You shouldn't be on death's door when you give up four runs. You shouldn't. You should be able to come back. You should be able to overcome. You should be able to have that feeling that there might be a glimmer of hope, but there wasn't. You know, you get to the ninth inning, yeah, and Christian Vasquez get on, but you know, it, there's just there's there's just no oomph and when it when it comes to late innings and by the way late innings and come from behind forget about that how about early in the early in the game you aren't you're falling behind all the time you aren't scoring runs you're hitting under 200 at the leadoff spot again maybe Jaron Duran will help with that all of this all this has led you to this spot once again the last place Boston Red Sox on May 7th soak it in